Radio. Your really rewarding relationship with a resplendent renegade retiree writing rhymes around ringing the rest of life's rewards regarding this rusty Randy. Re. Finally finding facets of fulfilling friendship with a filly you found fucking around with a fella named Frank you seen finagling free french fries from the frishes off 44. Tote. Totally tripping over thoughts of tugging your todger to titillating titty tapes on that part of the internet towards 12 tonight's terminal time. Bag. Badgering boyfriend about biting your box belligerently, biting about an hour while binging Breaking Bad, bewildered by how this boy be brilliantly bad at beating your box. Zebra? Zip it. Arthur, how are you now? Not so bad, and you? Super. (laughs) Man, I am excited. I might actually get employed. I'm very excited. Well... Hell yeah, Perner. What do you, uh, what do you got? Gas station working, making a fucking paycheck, selling cigarettes and petrol, bitch. Woo! Fucking, uh, death merchant. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> selling the cigarettes. Kill the planet and the people living on it. There, there we go. What, uh, what, you deciding on this soon? Is this something... You know, you're going to take for sure. You're going to look other places too. I got to enter. I got to interview tomorrow. I've done this kind of work before. It's going to be an excellent transitional employment. I think it's going to work out great. That's good times. You could put a question box uh, on the table (laughs) because I'm sure uh, folks running through the convenience store. That's that's what they want. You know, they go there to get their fucking pretzel M&Ms, bag of Funyuns and uh, have their heart mended. It was absolutely. We'll put it on the on the counter next to the fucking lotto, lotto scratch offs. Yeah, yeah. Donate a dollar to uh, kids with two heads and donate a question <laughs> to our anonymous question box. <laughs> okay, this is a little fucked up, but there uh, years ago there was a young woman or two young women who were conjoined twins that were essentially a two headed girl. That's what they worked out to be, right? One body, two so heads. So one, one body, two heads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, conjoined twins with that situation going on. Uh, how the how are they? I want to know how they're doing. <laughs> I want to yeah, check that, in with them. That's such, that's such an anomaly on top of uh, conjoined twins being somewhat of an anomaly. But like that's such the specific kind of trope of that. Two people sharing the same body. You reckon they'd have a full TV show or something with life updates. Like, nobody gets bored of that shit. You right. know what I mean? That's not 15 minutes of fame. We need a fucking running update on that. Yeah, I'm pissed. They should have, like, a pop career. They should be fucking, like, an awesome pop show. Like, they should just totally kick ass. Like, they should have gotten vocal lessons their whole life. And they should Yeah, have. fucking, fucking one-body duet. And they should come on the show. That would be delightful. Holy fuck! Don't tease me! <laughs> I want this so bad. Yeah, two-headed twins and uh, double dick, dude. We need we need uh, all of you folks uh, here on Radio Free Toad Bag. Come on in. We love you. Arthur, I'm uh, I'm in a similar boat. I have fucking accepted a job finally. Woohoo! And uh, I'm hauling ass across the country. I'm moving to Portland in like two weeks. Holy this is, fuck. This is rapidly approaching. Uh, so I'm fucking stoked about that. It's it's gonna be good times. I I love Portland, uh, but I gotta figure out how to get picky across the country, and I am stressing out about that. That's that that'll really be something, man. Like my uh, my inclination is that she's got to drive, but like, you know, you can take a cat on a plane. They put them in the hold. <laughs> Sucks, but like, they, I, I've got it. a friend who did it. She actually brought hers on. You're able to with Southwest at least if you get like a letter of health or something and like fill out a form in advance you can take them on so she was like get a uh get like a flexible cat carrier so you can just kind of put it under the seat in front of you right and get them sedated for sure kitty but i'm still fucking stressing yeah yeah we, we need the kitty value but i'm still stressing because like i moved her across town we were in the car for maybe 15 minutes hated it and she was pissed i had to wrangle her into the carrier and also just literally pissed 
uh, in just that short amount of time. So yeah. fuck, dude, I'm I'm stressing. She'll be fine. You know, you just get her shot up with some shit. She'll be great. Yeah, hopefully that chills her out. I will uh, ask out to you, the listener, if anybody out there uh, also has experience moving cats across the country or fucking long distances, please uh, hit me up on social media or something. I would, a very honest request here, would appreciate any any tips you have uh, so the, the tote bag cat can uh, successfully make it to our, our new West Coast studio. That's fucking awesome. My studio apartment. <laughs> I'm I'm excited well, that we're gonna we're gonna be a somewhat bicoastal in that I am not anywhere near a coast, but we'll be uh we'll be across the hunt. It's fucking radio free tote bag nationwide. There we go, coast to coast tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking good times. We'll work it out one way or another. But in the meantime, uh, I know it would ease my anxiety, Arthur, and it's answering some questions. What do you say? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're coming in first uh, with this one. I, F25, have a new hobby and have asked my boyfriend, M28, to join me, but he doesn't want to. He's now saying he doesn't feel like we're spending enough time together. So I picked up rock climbing as a hobby a few weeks ago. (laughs) Okay. I know why you told me not to read this one first. Yep, yep, yep. All right. It's a partner-heavy sport. And the first and obvious person I thought to ask to start this hobby with me was my boyfriend, Mike, whom I live with and have dated for about three years. He was initially into the idea, but then changed his mind before we ever got started because he doesn't like exercising that much. Alright, fine. I thought he might change his mind in the future, so I didn't press him too hard on it. Everyone has their own comfort level, and I don't want to force him into something he didn't want to do. Now I'm a few weeks into climbing, and I really love it. I've found a climbing partner who's male and twice my age, not that it matters, and I'm climbing three times a week for about two hours at a time. I try to go immediately after work, as I have an hour-long commute, and get back in my neighborhood around 6 or 6.30 p.m. Mike has expressed a few times now that he wishes we spent more time together like we used to, sitting at home watching TV together, mostly, and that he misses having me around more. I truly get what he's feeling and why he's feeling that way. But also, I feel like this problem could be solved if you wanted to if you wanted to climb with me. That snuck out. Or even just hang out at the climbing gym together. God damn it. I got this I got this climbing burps. Alright, we're we're powering through. Uh if I climb just once or twice a week for an hour, I won't improve that much. And I don't want to have to give up my hobby because Mike would rather have me home. He's still unwilling to try out climbing. I asked if he'd want to just come and watch, and he also said no. Mike has his hobby, D&D, which I participated in a few times a few years ago, but I didn't enjoy it that much. We have different tastes when it comes to hobbies. I like something more active, and he likes sedentary activities. What do I do? TLDR, I have a new hobby. Boyfriend doesn't want to join, but is saying we're spending less time together. And that was posted by... Stupdy question. Well, stupdy question. I uh, take issue with uh, characterizing D and D as a sedentary uh, hobby. It's uh, mentally very. You have to be very mentally agile. <laughs> there we D&D. go. Okay. All right. So he's he's a couch monster. I've been a couch. Mo- I am a couch monster. I've been a couch monster for a long time, and. Uh, I don't know. Rock climbing seems like the kind of thing I might try once. It sucks that he never tried it. Don't like that. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's where I'm at too. Is like at least take a swing at this, right? Because to to a certain extent, you know, you're doing this for your partner, and you got to put a little bit of effort in there. Like she tried out D and D, and I, I get that that's not. You know, as much of like a physical commitment, but just, I don't know, fucking go to the gym and take a look at least. Because it's fine to have different hobbies. It's fine not to do everything together. In fact, I think that's important. Uh, You know, but if you're bringing up this concern that you're not spending a time together and she gives you an option, you know, which is going to take a little commitment on your part, at least take a swing at it. Because if you don't, it just seems like, you know, you're, you're not even fucking trying here. Right. 
Okay, so we've got 168 hours in a week. And then we've got, let's see, eight, uh, 56 of that is sleeping. And then you only spend six of that rock climbing? Is what I'm reading here? Two hours at a time, three times a week? With like an hour commute yeah. total? Make that like, I don't know, like nine hours? Uh, there's still time in the week. He's just, he, I, he's just a little butt hurt, And that's, you know. I think it's the kind of thing that it's just an adjustment. <clears throat> keep on climbing and, uh, you know, follow that goal and keep getting better at that. And uh, maybe he'll come to appreciate the time alone. Yeah, because, again, it's an important thing. It's important to kind of have your own things in a relationship. Uh, I would suggest that, that part of this, too, we've discussed this before, is when things break the status quo in a relationship, particularly in the exercise department. So if this dude's chilling on the couch all the time, I don't know, maybe he's out of shape, maybe he's overweight. And so maybe the fact that you're now doing something that like it's fucking exercise, you're improving your body. Maybe you're making him feel a little bit insecure there. Mm -hmm. You remember that other question we had where the the partner was losing weight and the other one was kind of upset by that. I think this might be a, there might be an element of that to this, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. then he gets the anxieties of, uh, you know, oh, what if she like gets in shape and then all, you know, I'm, I'm here. What if she kind of like loses attractive you know, attraction to me? Yeah. Uh, also probably makes him feel kind of self-conscious just about where he's at. Like my partner's doing this and I'm still sitting on the fucking couch. Right. But you know, breaking that fucking habit is, is hard when you've kind of made this comfortable status quo and one of the partners kind of changes that, obviously there's going to be some resistance there. I, f- I feel and understand his position on that, on that point. My, uh, my lady goes to the gym once or twice a week. And, uh, whenever she's like, uh, Oh, I didn't see your text. I was at the gym. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, why wasn't I at the gym? Such a fucking bitch. So well, I, un- well, I understand where that's coming from. In in your case, what kind of prevents you from joining her? Ooh, well, our particular relationship dynamic is such that I don't want to intrude on her activities generally. You know what I mean? Like I feel that. Like uh, you know, she's got stuff that she does, and I don't want to insert myself into that. Uh, as far as me not going to the gym, part of it is uh. Well, at, at this particular point in my life, it's finances. I don't know that I can, you know, I can't get a gym membership. Um, the other excuse I've made for myself is the weather. My typical, um, my typical way to get fit and the way that I've gotten fit in the past has been uh, cycling. I'm like, a, I ride a bicycle around. That's how I do shit. Um, I've got a very nice bicycle that I haven't ridden because it's been the winter time. So uh, I am uh, committing myself this spring to uh, shedding a few pounds by getting on the fucking bike, getting my fucking joints worked up again, and uh, maybe my knee won't hurt so bad no more if I fucking work it out every once in a while. That, that does help. So when you're when you're doing the cycling, does that make you kind of more comfortable with the gym situation? I think it would. I think that, like, if I'm feeling like I'm looking after myself, I'm not going to feel as uncomfortable. Uh, and it's not that I feel uncomfortable with her, you know, doing that. Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> I'm trying to say that it, <clears throat> that I I sympathize with him being like, oh she's at the she's at the rock climbing gym, mm. like and it, it's sort of it's sort of like a like a self burn almost where it's like, uh, oh well why why am I not doing that? And then there's there's plenty of reasons why a person wouldn't go to the gym, right? Like nah, pe- for sure. People have, you know, all kinds of hangups and uh there's a certain amount of inertia with things like this. Uh where, you know, you're comfortable with a way of doing things and you're not gonna change it uh unless uh unless prodded to. Um and you really gotta prod yourself. It's not something that somebody can like give to you. You can't you know, nobody can motivate you to go to the gym. You have to self motivate. Um and this guy doesn't have that self-motivation, and he's maybe he's a little insecure. The other thing is, maybe he's just like, um, maybe he just misses her. Like, that six hours a week is like fucking prime 
six hours that y'all would spend together, I guess. Um, no, I, I feel that too, especially if your time is already limited by the fact that, you know, you have this long ass commute and you got to work the fucking eight hours. And I, I, I get that being stressful. I, again, I think that comes back to the, the kind of status quo aspect of this. And you already felt like your time was limited and now it's limited even more. And it's with something that you don't like doing. I, I, I can kind of, I can feel how this all wraps up. Let's uh, as, let's assume that this Mike character is wholly unwilling to go to the rock climbing gym, which he has proven himself to be. Um, I think the solution here is uh, it would be time management. It's going to get a little hairy for a little bit. Like if it's like he wants to spend more time with me. Um, and I've heard this theory before where um, you're not going to add, you know, like anything that you add into your life is going to take time away from things that you already had in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that that just makes sense. Uh, so you'll have to figure out how to, like, slot more time in to the relationship if you want to keep him fully satisfied. I'm kind of on the camp of he's going to deal with it, you know. Yeah, once he adjusts, I feel that. I think uh, well, maybe a- just kind of... Maybe just take the kind of initiative a little bit and be like, you know, I, this is this is important to me, but I respect you want to spend more time together. What about th- what about we set this up? This being, you know, find a way to move around things and maybe have a regularly scheduled activity that you both like. Uh, uh, but but I think you're I think you're in the right direction there. I, I I think talk about this, point out that you know you care about them. This is just something that's important to you, and you're taking steps to like kind of remedy in a different way. And and also, Arthur, you're definitely right there. I think he's just going to get used to this. Yeah. There's a there's an edit here that I just noticed. Uh, poster uh, or op, I believe is the is the internet term. Push up my glasses. Uh, I just want to add that we do have regular date nights, dinner out at a nice restaurant. I dress up for it. We talk all during dinner, no phones, and have a nice time. Have dessert. Come back and chill together, talking, and watch TV. We've done this since I started climbing. I felt like we've been spending enough time together, but he doesn't think so. I'm already kind of a busy person, so I don't know what else to do to manage my time without giving up this hobby I've really grown to like. Well, there you go, man. You're you're putting the effort in. Uh, I, I think this is, on a very a very heavy part of this, is just him getting used to it. Yeah. Again, the time's limited. There's this adjustment period. Uh, you know, he's a little butthurt or over losing some time with you, which is valid. But you know, it, it ultimately it ain't that much time. You are doing these date nights. You're making time to spend time together, and uh, like in a very you know set up way like that. I I, I think this will just work out. I don't know. It maybe put a little more effort into the time spent after the dates or. You know, and doing little things together during the week, pay a little more attention to him. But I think I think he's just going to adjust. Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe if he gets that like one extra text a day during the time where you would be sitting there on the t on like watching television together, I think maybe he's gonna. You know, I I know I like I appreciate texts from my lady like they are pearls of fucking pure light from heaven. <laughs> like when I get a text, I'm like, Oh, um, and I think he, I think he can get that too. I think, you know, just, just hit him up a little more when you're not together. And that might kind of give him the, uh, the mental fortitude to get through those times where you're not. There we go. All right. Throw some text pearls at him. I, I think that's a good uh, that's a good move here to kind of mitigate this. But I, I, I think it'll ultimately work itself out. Absolutely. Hard. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. Uh, what do we what do we got coming after this? <clears throat> My 20 F boyfriend 20 M doesn't like wearing clothes. My boyfriend doesn't like wearing his clothes. When he goes to the washroom, he'll take off his shirt and pants while sitting on the toilet. Recently, (laughs) I was walking with him, and he took off his shirt because we were in public and it wasn't hot outside at all. When I asked him why, he said he doesn't like wearing clothes in general. I just laughed and ignored it. But when we went home, 
right when he walked through the front door, he took off his pants and his boxers and went to play video games. The whole day, he was naked in my house. Another time, he came to pick me up from work, and he was in my panties. Yes, they fit him. Not even his boxers. I was so embarrassed. A few days ago, he asked if I had any extra large panties he could wear around the house because his boxers were uncomfortable, and when I said no, he went to buy some from our local grocery store that also sells clothes. I don't know what to do about this or say to him or if I should be okay with it. TLDR, my boyfriend doesn't like wearing clothes, and I don't know how to deal with it, and that was posted by Mia123. Oh, boy. All right. Uh... On, on the one hand, okay, I, I get the impulse to be naked at home. It's nice, you know. I When I'm dating somebody, I don't typically just wander around like that unless it's, like, adjacent to the time we're having sex and you just yes. kind of lay around naked after that. Exactly, yes. Uh, but I'm not as into it as this guy. I don't I don't see too much of a problem with him being like that at home. I, I think that's just how some people are. The wearing your underwear thing, though, and asking specifically, well, not asking initially, just kind of doing it. And then, you know, then asking if he can do it, that's something you got to talk about. There's clearly, he, he's he got some interest there, you know, maybe a fetish sort of interest. And if he's just kind of doing this without, you know, elaborating on it, I, I, I think you want to, I think you want to see where that's coming from. I think you want to, you know, not even in an accusatory way, maybe it's something you could be okay with, but like, you can't just drop a fetish out of nowhere on your partner. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head. I think so have, a have a little conversation. Have a little conversation about the, the fucking panties. God, I hate the word panties, too. It's it's pretty raw. I do uh, not like it. Here I have a, a Wikipedia article entitled Underwear Fetishism. Underwear fetishism is a sexual fetishism related to undergarments and often preoccupied with the sexual excitement of certain types of underwear, including panties, stocking, pantyhose, bras, or other items. Some people can experience sexual excitement from wearing, while others get sexual excitement from observing, handling, smelling the underwear worn by another, or watching somebody putting underwear on or taking it off. And I think that's what's happening here. Guess what? It's a stealth. It is a sneaky stealth paraphilia pantry oh yeah yeah. coming coming in here hot sneaking in (laughs) i don't know what to do about this man because like i feel like this is a kind of be okay with it or not and walk away yeah i I, well you gotta i think you just gotta nail down your feelings on this you know are there certain parts that bother you the thing that would bother me is if my so you know shows up picking me up from work and they're in just fucking underwear, and it's your yeah. Underwear. That's fucked. You know that I mean? is actually that, extremely fucked up. That that brings in this public aspect, and that's where it starts not being okay. You know, there's like a social connotation to that. You're also like just kind of pushing your fetish on people. That's uncool. Yeah. So I assume that's what bothers you here. I would ask him not to do that and explain why, but also be like, hey, like it's okay if you're into this, assuming you're okay with it, and I, I think you should be. Uh, but just. Talk to him. You got to you got to get you know why he's doing this. What does he like about it? And then how can we, you know, if you're up for this, how can we involve this in a way that's like not intrusive to other aspects of your life? Right. Because he clearly he clearly wants to do this. He's kind of, you know, he says they're uncomfortable. It just seems like he he's a little embarrassed to bring it up, but at the same time not embarrassed enough that he's just popping on your goddamn underwear. Mm-hmm. He, He's clearly trying to kind of bring this up to you. So you, you got to be the one to full on address it. You know, what, what's the deal with this, but not in an accusatory way, just in a, what, what is this, what does this do for you? How can we kind of involve this in a way that's not, that's not interfering, you know, with, with the fucking people at work or uh, that's the extreme situation. Right, 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 right. Uh, as is our tradition in the paraphilia pantry, uh, or the fetish foyer, which we have not yet, yet nailed down. Um, we share some more information on the fetish, uh, and here we go. They're under a subheading entitled Panties. Panty fetishism is a fetish uh. in which one <laughs> eroticizes panties or similar styles of underwear. 
Fetishistic behavior can include sharing printed or electronic material, material depicting exposure of panties, usually of a softcore nature, or direct sight and physical contact with the panties. Some individuals have a paraphilia for a specific type of panty. For example, a common subclass of panty fetishism are panties that shows the exposed buttocks, i.e. thongs or g-strings. Further, some individuals have the opposite preference and are attracted to panties that cover the buttocks. Interesting. 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 Arthur, does this do anything for you? You got, uh, any, you got any interest? I'm going to give it a two out of five because uh, panties conceal all most of the things I like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cover. It's the, it's the DVD cover for uh, the thing I like a whole bunch. I feel that I regular kind of underwear eh, and the concept of like wearing underwear, just the underwear, eh, but thongs, dude, all, all fucking about that. Oh, it, it's, it is extremely attractive to me. They are. I don't know if I'd go to fetish extent, but like, I'm definitely into that. You know, they're getting mis- naked with your partner. They're wearing a thong. They're fucking showing off their butt. Yeah. Uh, Def, definitely into like some good looking fucking thong and, and bra situation. Big, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the your partner's getting undressed, and you just kind of like I always bite my lip a little bit and go mm, 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 mm. and then I'm like, <laughs> and then I've gotten to the point where I can just do like a little finger motion, like a little spin, like a spin around, and then they spin around, and I'm like, oh shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that that is some good times. It's very strong. Hey, uh, do you want to real quick hear the entry for used panties on on the Underwear Fetishism Wiki page? Yeah, hit, hit me with it. Used panties. One of the most common types of panty fetishes involves used panties. In this fetish, panties or other intimate clothing that has previously been worn are eroticized. With the advent of the internet, a used panty industry has sprung up to cater to this fetish, consisting primarily of women, or on a much smaller scale, men, selling their used undergarments through independent websites or panty seller groups. Sellers tend to charge the uh, tend to charge for the number of days for which the panties or other garments are worn, and prices generally Ooh. increase with time worn. <laughs> In Japan, this industry has a long-established brick-and-mortar presence, known as Burusera Shops. Outside Japan, such shops exist only on the internet and are generally run by individual women or men as opposed to a registered business. It's like a fucking aged scotch. You know, <laughs> right? You put, you put some more years on it and it's, it's worth more. Oh, yeah. man. I don't know. How much, w- <laughs> How much would you pay for a five-day thong? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not into that aspect. That just, right. just kind of grosses me out. It's pretty fucked up, honestly. Yeah, Cause, especially without the context, because it's it's about my partner wearing them. That, right. That's what I'm into. Yeah, just having the physical garment. It's like, all right, uh, I better get this back to them. You know? Oh, you. Oh, you left this. You left this at the crib. Yeah. So the the idea of just having this some stinky fucking underwear from some stranger I've never met. I, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, me neither. That's that's a zero. That's a zero out of five. Same. It, it, it does nothing for me. But fucking hey, it, it seems relatively harmless. And uh, so you do you do you, folks. <laughs> Before we get into this next one, I got to make a little aside. Uh, I had to jump off for a second because Picky was playing fucking hockey with a key. Uh, but Whoa. I found a new way to calm her down. You you know what a cat loaf is, Arthur. That's when a cat lays down in such a way that they appear to be a loaf. Yeah, they tuck their little paws under them. Yeah. I I once was hanging with Picky, and I was like, I'm going to loaf. And so like, I laid on the carpet and kind of like tucked my hands under me. <laughs> and she fucking loves that shit, dude. She'll Aww. run up and start bumping her face against me and purring. And then she loafs next to me, and it is the cutest fucking shit in the world. Fuck. <laughs> feel kind of like a dingus that I'm, you know, I'm doing a human loaf. Uh, but Pig, Piggy's a big fan, and oh my god, it it warms my heart loafing, loafing with a cat. That's so good. 
Yeah, good good times. I love that a bunch. <laughs> she she seems to have mellowed out a little bit from her loaf time, and uh, I, I think we'll be good to go into this next one. Yeah, just real quick, there is a link from the... The title is Underwear Fetishism on Wikipedia. If you want to look into this further, there is a article linked uh, on the Wikipedia page to an article entitled 140 Pairs of Stolen Laundry Lingerie Found in Bizarre Condition. So, <laughs> so there you, you go. That's, that's some reading to take home with you, listener. Yeah, go check that out. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. All right, I can't. I can't stand the smell of these uh, fucking underwears anymore. <laughs> sure, let's hop onto this. Me, eighteen M, F seventeen dumper. <laughs> All right, this could go <laughs> one of two ways. <laughs> I confronted my ex's boyfriend, and it ended like this. It was only a kiss. So today, I had enough of this weird abuse. She dumped me six months ago for another guy, but when she left me for him two weeks later, wait, yeah, when she yeah. left me for him two weeks later, she left him, okay, and wanted to be friends with me, which I said no to, and she just kind of went out with me. Uh, ever since then, she kept laughing and mocking me. I ignored it for literally six months. Bear in mind, we only dated three months which is in parentheses for some reason. But today I had enough, man. I was walking down the hallway. I work in the college as an apprentice. And her and her boyfriend were sat there. And when I walked past, they started laughing. And her boyfriend started mimicking my walk. Shortly after, I left my office and went to his class and pulled him out and asked him what's the problem. He looked so scared I almost laughed. He said that there's no problem. He was trying to speak for me to me for a while but he never got a chance to. Recently, I got a car, and I started talking to a girl who I tagged a few times on my Instagram, which my ex saw with her fake account. She tried to follow my girl the moment I tagged her on my Instagram story, which I find super creepy. Her boyfriend says that she keeps talking about me, that I got a car and I can drive, and then I have a girlfriend and stuff like that. What is this? This girl is mad. She takes the piss out of me and then is interested in my life. I told him to tell her to leave me alone. He himself didn't know that the fake account was hers. TLDR, if you have time, read the whole... Th oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why does she still care about my life at all? She could be a narcissist, but I don't know. That was posted by Kevin Hart, 2000. <laughs> this is like the messiest post. This yeah, that, was, such a, that shit. was scrambled fucking eggs. Okay, so let's try to piece this together. So, dates this girl six months ago, dumps her for another guy. Dumps him for another guy. Yes. Okay. And she left me, and then two weeks later, with that guy that she dumped him for, they break up. And then she's like, I want to be friends. And he's like, fuck you. The part that and she just kind of went out with me. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, did she just show up when he's out and about, or is he saying like we just dated? That's unclear. I don't know how important that, that is, is. Unclear. Okay. Uh. Okay. But and... then she's been like shitting on him. <laughs> she's yeah. Been, like... So I'm assuming I'm assuming they're going to the same school, so they kind of. Yeah, so they ha they kind of have to encounter each other. She's being weird. Her boyfriend is. He tries to confront the boyfriend. By pulling some official shit. Like, apparently he has some position at the university. And, uh, uh, like, yanked him out of class to talk to him. Yeah, and he's fucking this. spooked. So, so that that's good, at least. You've, you've got the boyfriend, like, not actively fucking with you. Because he's a little spooked by you, but now you seem to be cool with him. That you're just fucking talking to him. Okay, the crux of this is this: is the girlfriend is fucking jealous of you with this new girl, and she's being weird to you still, and like will not accept that you're ignoring her. So what do you what do you do? Man, okay, so there's this fake Instagram account floating around out there. Like, just start shutting her down on social media. Just like every time you get a whiff. Of someone that, like, some fake account that could be her, just fucking annihilate it into the block bin, right? Yes, definitely. You gotta you gotta cut this girl off as much as possible. 
and maintain that ignoring state. Because uh, fuck this, this girl's current. Uh, this girl's clearly bad news. Nothing good is going to come of kind of talking to her here. Uh, I would say normally, like, hey, tell her that this is uncool and you need time apart. But she seems to enjoy actively fucking with you. Uh, so I don't think that's going to go anywhere. So yeah, block all these fucking accounts. Tell your current girlfriend what is going on and that you don't have any interest there, but your ex seems to be really jealous. Mm-hmm. And just make sure you're on the same page with that and tell her the same thing. Like if fucking fake accounts, start following her and stuff, uh, block all of that and just keep keep an eye out for this. Because the, the whole thing I'm trying to get at is you got to give no reaction you got to put as much distance as possible between you, you know, as possible being in the same school. And hopefully eventually she will get fucking bored of doing this. Realize you're not coming back and, and back off. That is your end goal. Yeah. Can I just, here's a little peek behind the kimono for the radio free tote bag process. I just saw me 18 M 17 F dumper. <laughs> and I was like, well, this has to be in the show. And then that was, uh, username Kevin Hart 2000. <laughs> so yeah. good. And, and then this fucking, uh, fucking stew of, of writing here. Definitely an entertaining one. Dumper. Dumper. Yeah. So, oh man. If she, you know, so she's like, I think like in the meat space, like where everyone lives, She's going to continue to see you and she's going to continue to shit on her. And you could do like the fucking stoic stone face shit and just like not fucking acknowledge it. It's like shut her yeah. out. That's, that's what I'm saying. No reaction. Give her no reason to do this. And if she takes it too far, you know, she keeps doing this. will not fucking leave you alone. Even after trying this. Then have you know, her killed. Same school. No, just no, have her killed. Jesus. <laughs> no. Talk to... Talk to the fucking school administration and tell them what's going on and see if there's action that could be taken there. That's actually a way better decision than hiring a hitman. Yeah, no no murder on the toad bag, Arthur. <laughs> Unless, of course, we are contracted to... Uh, well, no, we didn't, even, we didn't promise murder. We'll just go tune somebody up for, two, yeah, yeah. for $200. I can't believe you set the fuck our rate at $200. <laughs> it's a good value. Very good value. Uh... But yeah, so I don't think you necessarily need to talk to the administration immediately. But if this keeps fucking going on, despite your best efforts, you work there, you know, you're definitely familiar with kind of the people you could talk to. Just explain to them what's going on and maybe they can have a fucking word with her because that's definitely, definitely going to be frowned upon in a fucking school actively harassing somebody. Yeah, not cool. Besides that, man, you gotta fucking weather this out. I hopefully this will this will wind down, but do not engage. Don't give any reaction, and uh, hopefully she will back off as a result. Yep, I think that's the move. Boom, boom, boomba clot. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of clots, kind of. Uh, Where, are you know, Ronnie, Ronnie Where are you going? Where are you going? Here we go. Okay, you'll see. It'll make sense. TMI warning. A guy, 22M, I, 21F, really like and have been seeing slash hooking up with for four-ish weeks is obsessed with zit popping. Videos, (laughs) videos, my zits, his zits. He fixates on zits we see in public. Otherwise, he's pretty great. Is this quote-unquote normal? The title really says it all in this one. I really, really like this guy, but the tit- but like the title says, he is obsessed with zits. He is subscribed to, I don't know how many zit-popping channels on YouTube. He loves to pop the random zit I get, and he claims he can feel them coming on his face and back. I know that, <laughs> I know that popping is a thing, so I wasn't too weirded out at first. But today, he and I went to lunch, and there was this very cute pregnant lady there. Uh, with what I assume was her husband, and she had broken out pretty bad. The guy I'm dating was so creepy that he kept staring at her, and I honestly thought her husband was going to get up and say something to us. It was really troubling. Is this a run-now situation, or is this something that's just a weird quirk that can be worked past? TLDR, guy I'm dating, is obsessed 
with zits. And that was posted by J893023H. All right, first off, is this a thing? Oh, fuck yeah, it's a thing, dude. It's 100% a thing. And I am one of those people. I fucking love pimple popping videos. I love popping popping pimples. Ah, it, it just it does it for me. It's a weird particular type of satisfaction. Uh, in context of how much of a thing this is, Arthur, are you familiar with Doctor Pimple Popper on Instagram? I believe I've seen a video or two. Good, good chance. She's a dermatologist out in L.A. She posts all these videos of, like, popping various fucking zits, fixing skin conditions. She's awesome. This is, like, the crown jewel of the popping kind of social media channels. To to tell you how much of a thing it is, Arthur, how many followers do you reckon Dr. Pimple Popper has? I'm going to guess 150,000. 3.1 million fucking oh, followers. God! <laughs> oh, shit! It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Like, her most recent post from earlier today has, like, 250,000 views already. You know, That's you go more to than I guess she had followers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you go to some of these older ones, and there are, like, literally thousands of likes, millions of views. It is, it is a huge fucking thing. And I see people on my Instagram. I see you out there, fucking friends of mine liking them. And I'm like, nice. I, I like that I now know who I have this in common with. Wow. Like, to me, like, I'll watch a pimple popping video, and I'm like, oh, it's so good to get that fucking shit out your skin. Like, it's just yes. like a satis- it's a satisfaction thing for me. Like, I watch it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, that one's going to be really good. Oh, you know? <laughs> like, you're just... No, like, same. It's, it's what I imagine people get from ASMR, which I don't understand. But it's like a different kind of just kind of nice satisfaction. I tend to watch it before I go to bed because it just kind of calms me down. Weirdly. Whoa! That would, I think that would probably give me some kind of, you know, the, like, um, uh, the, what is it? Like a, like a fear of holes? Like oh, a, like uh, the phobia? Tryptophobia? Yeah. I think that would give me something like nightmares like that if I watched it right before <laughs> bed. I have no problem with that. I'm fucking down. <laughs> Okay, well, so this this isn't that big of a deal. This is normal. The pro- the thing that is not fucking cool is that he's staring at people in public. People who are probably already self-conscious. You can't fucking do that. This guy's taken this whole pimple-popping video thing to a brand new level. Like, I've, I've never heard of anybody being quite so into it as this guy. No, it's, it, it, it's a bit extreme. Which, again, you know, you can be into what you want to be into. You just can't be... You can't be affecting other people with that. Right. So whether that's fucking staring at people in public or like fucking harassing your partner to let, let me just, let me just look at it. Look, okay. I'm going to, Oh, I'm fucking trying to pop it real fucking, real fucking quick. Uh, that's when it becomes kind of fucking problematic and is almost like obsessive. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've fucking seen somebody with like a huge fucking black hat in public. And I'm like, Oh, but side eye, like, let me get it. Uh, <laughs> do you carry a tool you with you? Can you like offer like street side blackhead <laughs> removal? Have it in a holster <laughs> next to the yeah. wife nudes. I'll, I'll fucking I'll offer my services there. Uh, but again, man, it's shit that people are self conscious about. Also, just don't stare at people in public because that's fucking weird. But yeah. especially not in this context. You're making people uncomfortable and you're taking it too far. Yeah, you're ruining a very beautiful thing. So it, I would let your boyfriend know that you got to be like, hey, you know, I, I, I get that you're into this. Maybe you're into it, too. And uh, but you, that was fucking uncool. You did the other day staring at that woman like she's got to be self-conscious. Can you imagine how fucking bad you made her feel by staring at her? That wasn't you got to cut that shit out. Yeah. Mention and, the uh, fact that you were afraid her husband was going to get up and fucking get in your face about it. Definitely. You know, maybe he doesn't realize how. Uh, obvious he's being about this shit and that this is kind of a big, like there's somebody else involved. They're not just a pile of pimples. There's a fucking human under that acne, son. But uh, yeah, you got to get him to recognize that like you're seeing actual reactions to this shit. These people are noticing and he needs to cut that shit out because it's making you uncomfortable and you're not going to put up with it. Yeah. Can't tolerate it. So, and hopefully he understands that. Hopefully he has some fucking empathy there. Uh, but if he if he fucking doesn't, this could become a serious problem. If he's making a fucking scene every time he sees somebody 
you know, with a, with a fucking pimple out in public. That's, yeah. that's weird. And there's a lot of potential unrest that can fucking happen from that. Maybe, maybe that fucking husband would have noticed a little quicker and popped your head like a pimple son. <laughs> it's possible. My, yes. uh, my ex in high school, uh, she used to get some pretty fierce back knee from every, uh, you know, every now and again. Oh yeah. And, uh, she would tell me about how her mom was like obsessed with it. And like, she'd be sitting in a chair, like, like sitting at the dinner table and her mom would come up behind her and just like fucking stealth pop one off her back. Oh God. Not cool. What the fuck? <laughs> like she'd be like, son of a bitch. Uh, my my dad's move is always I'm not, I'm not gonna touch it. Let me just let me just look at it. I'm not gonna touch it. And then his hands are moving toward it. And you're like, well, fuck you, get but away from me. You're touching it. You're coming <laughs> in to touch it. I gotta tell you, Dono, I got a fucking volcano growing between my eyes right now. You want me to like when I pop it? You want me to take like a video? Uh please do. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Post it on social That'd media. Be awesome. Yeah. Uh I get I get tonsil stones too, which I think I've talked about. That's kind mm-hmm. of in that same wheelhouse. I always send Ooh. pictures of them on the Q-tip to my sister, and she she hates it. <laughs> that's a little. <laughs> that's physically deeper. <laughs> yeah, I just always the Q-tip for scale and the tonsil stones. I'm like, check out these rocks. Oh she's god, like, god, damn it, stop it! <laughs> Jesus, that's that's a very good Big Brother move, though. That's a pretty good bit. Fuck, man. Well, all right. Just to wrap up the question, tell him to chill out. Explain that this is a big deal when it comes to being in public, and hopefully he tones it the fuck down. Yeah, cool. and maybe maybe he'll he'll either take the advice or he won't, and then you might have to fucking. Yep, maybe maybe you'll have to do that. Yeah, pop him with those fucking air horns. Mm-hmm. 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 But not yet, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully this works out. Hopefully this dude has some fucking empathy. We will. We will find out. We go and discover the answer to that question. Hey, how'd you feel about uh, reading this uh, next one there, buddy? Uh, I had to think about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I can do that. I can do that. Because uh, my 24F boyfriend, 26M, applied for the Navy without discussing it with me. Fuck. Thoughts? Are a bit jumbled, so not sure what my question really is. Last week, my boyfriend of two and a half years announced he's got an interview with the Navy. He's found it hard being at a desk and not enjoying work. He's passed the first test and has got the next round coming up soon. I don't know what to think about it. I'm super happy he's passed and pursuing a job he would be good in and cares about, and I would be proud of him in the Navy. But for personal selfishness reasons, I obviously don't want him to go. I'm never going to stop him living his life, but I wish he'd talk to me first. He would be away six months or longer of the year, and I don't think I could handle that. We are in a long-distance relationship, and I struggle with seeing him one day a week as it is. I've not really thought about marriage, etc. yet with him. We have talked about moving in together when we can afford it. But this has acted like a catalyst. Uh, E.G., what do I want in my future? Wait, what is she trying to say? I don't know what E... Like, I don't know exactly what E.G. means, but E.G. is like, yeah, it's like... For example? Yeah. I didn't didn't know it was a typo they were trying to do that. All right, this is acting like a catalyst with regards to what I want in my future, and it's not being on my own for the half year or more. But I also know I don't want to leave him for the sake of a job. I don't know what I'm asking, but is anyone in the similar boat? <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very, very uh, good. Has it worked out for anyone, or has it been too hard? Uh, TLDR, boyfriend applied to the Navy without telling me. I don't know how to process it. I want to be supportive, but selfishly, I don't want him to leave. I know he's a grown-up a grown who doesn't have to ask to do things, but it's a pretty big, life-changing deal. And that was posted by Bubble80. Let me just take a moment and center my feelings about the armed services and imperialism. Yeah, yeah I, I figure we don't need to go to that tangent. We can uh, we can just address the question. It's fucked up, man, because like he's going to go do 
he wants to he wants to go do a dangerous job that is going to take him away from you for uh what did you say six months away like yeah, six at, months at least at least six months and i you know who knows man when shit fucking pops off man how who knows how long he's going to be away yeah and that's you know it's good to you to have respect for your partner in the sense that he's an adult and he can make his own decisions but, but like also you don't just go ahead and make your own decisions in a relationship this is a huge change uh you you can't just drop that on your partner you should he should have brought this up with you you know before he, he even went to do it because by just solo going and doing it it's just kind of like hey you can deal with this or not you know and that shows a lot of disrespect for the relationship because this is again no pun intended this is gonna rock the fuck out of the boat <laughs> all right pun intended <laughs> very good very strong Man, like this that's a big fucking decision to commit your life to uh to government service in that way. That's a big fucking decision. And he probably should have hit you up first and been like, Hey babe, think about going to the Navy. Like what yeah. would you how would you feel about that? And then and then that would give you agency in the situation. In this particular situation, you are without agency. And that sucks. It sucks to have that removed from you. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like him. And uh, I don't like imperialism. <laughs> Cracks beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of getting burned out in this relationship. Because this is such just a blatant disregard uh, for your partner here. Like, of course, yeah. this is going to cause problems. And it seems like he just doesn't really care about that. So I don't have a good feeling about this. You know, you're already doing the fucking distance which is a challenge, and now he's just kind of going to add on top of that. Uh, you should have had this fucking conversation, and the, and the fact that he didn't says a lot about this. So if you, you know, you really love this guy, you got to put your foot down on this, I think, and at least demand, you know, we need to fuck, we need to plan for this. Like, you can't just all of a sudden be gone for six months. Like, do you, if you want to continue this relationship, you know, and, and you just absolutely got to join the fucking Navy, we we got to talk about fucking when am I going to be able to see you? How long are you going to be gone? You know, are there other things that you could do instead of this? You yeah. got to involve me in the process. You can't just be making, you know, but I mean, even mentioned like you respect, you know, you want him to be able to do his thing. But if he's going to do something like this, you don't know if you can be a fucking part of it. Right. I think at this point it might be appropriate for me to look up Navy jokes. Just, joke, <laughs> just jokes about the Navy. It just jokes about the Navy. Yeah, All right. here we go. Navy jokes. Navy jokes. Military jokes. <laughs> this is so dumb. What did the Navy say to the Coast Guards? What? I'll seal you later. Oh, my God. Was that the first That's the first result? one. On dot com. Oh my god! The hey, what was did the, a mistake? <laughs> what did the sailor say to the other when he had a problem? What did he say to the other when he had a problem? We are in the same boat. Oh, I can't groan too hard on that because I just made that same stupid fucking pun. But much more naturally, like way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> okay, one more, one more, one more. This is this fucking classic. This I is hope, gold, dude. I hope this you know. Gold. I hope you know this one. Here it come. What is long, hard, and full of semen? A penis! <laughs> a submarine, exactly. Yes, uh, a they've tricked me with their logic games. They've tricked me, Arthur. <laughs> All right. The top comment here, I think, fucking blows it wide open. They say, I think this is a sign he doesn't see this relationship as being as serious as you do. I wouldn't make any life decisions. Uh, like moving in with him anytime soon. Yeah, hard, hard agree there. It's fucking disrespectful. You got to have a confrontation about this, and you need to be prepared to walk away uh, if he thinks this is just cool, and if you know you're not gonna be able to handle this. So, and it, it it sounds like that just might be what you need to do. You know, if he's making this decision one fucking sidedly, uh, 
you know, in addition to just if you would have talked about this in the first place, you know, might not be able to deal with it. So search your thoughts, why this bothers you, why this was uncool, lay that out to him. And, you know, he's kind of going to have to choose you or, or doing this. And uh, I want to say hopefully he chooses you. But also, like I said, this says a lot about him. Maybe it's good. He's following what he wants to do. That's what he needs as a person. Uh, but don't don't fucking get dragged along for all that emotional turmoil uh, just for the sake of the relationship. It might be time to walk away. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I'm in total agreement. Yep. Oh, fuck. I feel bad. That sucks. I feel bad for this lady. It's like, cause yeah, you spend, man. you spend two and a half years on a guy and then he just fucking like, I don't know. I guess I'm going to go take a risk of getting like blown up overseas. Yeah. And not see dude, fucking two, two and a half years of long distance. And like the thing that keeps you going in long distance is the idea that you're going to be able to get together at some point. Yeah, and the fact that he's just taken a giant step back from that, and like surprise, instead of that, I'm gonna be fucking gone for half of a year at least. That's, oh man, that surprise! Sucks. I'm gonna be posting up in the Gulf of Oman, fucking asserting American imperialist power. No problem, <laughs> be, no big deal. Yeah, not not fucking cool. So we feel for you. I, I just general advice. I, I, I say fucking leave this one because. Uh, you know, even if you fucking talk and it, it works out and stuff, I don't know. Then wait, he's going to be fucking kind of stewing about this. You're going to know he's not doing what he wants to do. I, I, I think I think your lives are just going in different directions at this point. I think so too. But that's all right, and you'll be all right. So we we feel for you, Bubble Eighty, and we believe in you. Yep, you gonna make it. And and as I I've lately felt the need to share this with everybody on every episode. No matter what happens, you're going to be fine. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. You don't need that motherfucker. Whoever that motherfucker is, you don't need them. You're going to be all right. Boom. You got yourself. Fucking learn to love yourself. Be cool with that. And no matter what, this this shit will work out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Here we go into this, uh, into this final question. And I completely lost... The order at some point, so I'm just gonna pick one of the ones we haven't done yet. How about how about this one? I love the ones from the youngins. How should I, 19M, go about finding someone to start a relationship with? I've been spending spring break with my grandparents instead of getting shit faced on some beach somewhere because my grandpa hasn't been feeling well, and I'd rather spend time with him anyway. Today at lunch. He was asking me when I'm going to get a girlfriend. I've never dated. I know that's a very typical question to get from family members, but it got me thinking. First and foremost, I've always been a relationship kind of guy. Doesn't sound like it. I've done the whole (laughs) have fun thing, and it's great in the moment, but not very fulfilling afterwards. He's talking about fucking folks. I always figured that something like a dedicated relationship just kind of happens naturally. I'm not going to go out of my way to find the right person, but instead just letting her come into my life suddenly. I also have passed up girls uh, who have come my way because I refuse to settle just to feel validation from a half-assed relationship. I'd really like to have a real relationship. Having been single all these years, I've learned to be happy with just myself, and I feel like I'm ready for something more. Should I be putting in a little more effort now? Like, say, going out more often? I personally hate dating apps. I guess I'm old-fashioned that way. Or should I continue to just live my life and let it take care of itself? TLDR, I want a serious relationship. Is it better to put in effort or make that happen? Or just effort to make that happen? Or just let life play out. And that was posted by Roman Dragonite. Okay. Fucking old-fashioned that way. You're fucking fucking rad, dude. Old-fashioned 19-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're fucking rad. Fucking go find a trad wife. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay. Jokes. Jokes and, and mockery aside. I think you're going in the right direction. You know, you're you're not... 
just trying to seek out a relationship for fucking the validation and just the sake of having one. That's good. You've, you've learned to be happy on, by yourself. That's also good. Uh, we've talked about this before. There, there's a balance here between you can't actively be running out there being like, I'm searching for a relationship. Like, who's it going to be? Because uh, that's way too much fucking pressure for situations. It's going to make you act weird. Yeah. You also, though, can't just kind of sit back and be like, hope somebody comes around at some point because uh, you, you got to be putting yourself out there. And, and that's I, what this comes down to. I've definitely done that at various points in my life. I've been like, man, I really could go for a romantic relationship in my life. I think what I'll do is play video games with the same five people every night. <laughs> good, good strategy. Yeah. Worked uh, out great. I, yeah, it's it's not something you can just run out into the world and like fucking go hit up Best Buy and like let me grab your fucking finest uh, real relationship. You you got to have that balance of hanging back a little bit, not being too fucking over the top, but also putting yourself out there. Hatful boyfriend, hatful boyfriend. Part, by the way, is the is the title you can purchase from Steam that will satisfy your relationship needs. Yes, learn how to date by, what is it, pigeons? It's game. a pigeon. You're dating, a pigeon boy. you're dating a pigeon boy. <laughs> so yeah, th- th- this isn't something you can just kind of actively hunt down. And I don't know, my approach to this is just go out there. You see somebody you think is cute, talk to them a little bit. Uh, it seems good, get their number, go out on that date. And, you know, you, you seem to not be into the whole hooking up thing, so like, fine, it, it don't, you don't have to necessarily like try to initiate that shit. Uh just go on these dates, talk to people, and if you feel some sort of connection, then keep going out with them and see what happens. Uh, but you're probably going to have to do that a lot. Like th- That's how that goes, and, and that's cool. You just kind of date people, you'll see if there's a connection or not, and if there's not, you can kind of back away, and it, it didn't work out. And if you find somebody you think's worth investing the time in there, fucking keep going out with them and, and, and see what happens. And it's just that, over and over again until something eventually works out. That's a Texas size 10 four there, buddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, good, uh, good episode for, for the references here. We'll, we'll see who, we'll see who picks up on it. Get out of some social media. If you can determine the fucking comedy property that we are referencing this episode. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. And, and, and to OP, just fucking, so just get on those dates and, and see what happens. Yeah, uh, just whoever you're interested in, uh, get at them and fucking figure it out. Dog, yeah, figure it out. That's the move. Also, I don't know, maybe rethink your stance on dating apps. I feel like everybody just has kind of this connotation of like, oh, it's just people trying to fuck and all this. And like, yeah, that's not entirely wrong. But you can you can figure that out relatively quickly by talking to people. You can kind of you can kind of see, and especially as a guy, I think this is just kind of the way it is. I think more women on dating apps tend to be looking for dating than you know fucking chode boys just sending their penis and that sort of thing. So like at least you get to avoid that uh, as a guy, and it's just it, don't discount that as an option. I met a girl I, I dated for a good chunk of time from a. Uh, from a dating app it's just it's a good it's just another route to find people to date because it's kind of hard to do that just going out to bars and stuff you get to i don't know it's just another avenue to meet people and i think think of it in that way and not, don't put so much uh i don't know don't put so much kind of stink on it just because it's got connotations as like a hookup thing yeah the thing that i found uh useful to think about when i'm using a dating app is uh, the people here would like to date. That's why they're here. Uh, compared to, like, at a bar, there's any number of reasons why you might be at a bar. Um, dating apps are like, it's like putting up the, it's like putting up the flag that says, sure, I'd like to date, sure. Yeah, no, it, it fucking kind of filters people out to people who are kind of interested, you know, at the very least in, in going on a date with somebody else. So take advantage of that, you know? Makes make things a lot easier than just wandering around bars and, and fucking hoping. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. I'm into that. But in the meantime, it's, it sounds like you're in the fight. It sounds like you're in the right place. You're cool with being alone. Just keep being cool with that. Maybe take some steps to improve yourself. Maybe get into some hobbies and some other places where you could meet people. Uh, but in general, just maintain that confidence. Be talking to people. Try to go on dates with people. Eventually, something's going to happen. Start. 
rock climbing. Ah, oh, that's... <laughs> I did my best not to just go back into the damn rock climbing. <laughs> but it's true. It's a good way to meet people. I'll say it again. Well, sir, do you want to do you want to know uh, where our intro music comes from and where they might find our intro music? Do you want to know that? Please, please enlighten me. Our intro music is the song hanging on by the band Knower, and you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcap.com. And our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows uh, or on Spotify. Search the Hayfellows. It's three words. Also, check out this Hayfellows new single uh, that came out recently. Played it on the show last week. It's called Open Your Eyes, Dear. And it's pretty good. Did you have a good time this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. It's a good fucking show. I love Radio Free Toe Pack. It's a good fucking show. Yes, it is. And we're and we have- we're glad you've spent the time with us. And uh, we we like you. <laughs> See, it's hard. Wow, it's not was, easy. To, it's heartfelt. not easy to do. It's not easy to do that last part. <laughs> All right, do it. Do it the right way. Well, folks, it's been great having you with us. And... Um, we hope to see you again next week, and we uh, we appreciate your continued patronage of our uh, uh, relationship, Aria. And oh, uh, and uh, I dig you much. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. This guy's gonna be having relationship, Aria, with all the dates he's going on. You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> This is a 17F dumper!